11. Malasius stood once again on his roof and looked out over the city. He had watched Optimus Traductor, the caravan leader Ulpius, speedy ride through Porta Salutris toward Quirinlis and Optimus Domus. A feeling of unexpected calmness filled him. His spies were out looking on the roads and had reported where Optimus wagons had been seen last night. It was important to know, as early as possible, what trade goods were on its way toward Rome. Competition was fierce among them all. He clenched his teeth and turned his gaze towards Quirinless. Piss on Optimus and his luck. I will lose 10,000 denarius, and on top of that, I'm forced to live with his superior and smug smile when he collects the dew. During one evening a few months earlier, they had made a bet. They had both separately fixed a caravan of wagons filled with gods, and put their sons as leaders. Optimus' son Cornelius and his own eldest son Germanicus should sell their goods in Macedonia and then return as quickly as they could. Everyone in the tavern had heard the bet and now the loser had to pay or become a laughing stock. He could not control the irritation that started to gnaw in him, the calmness gone. It felt like a burning lump in the chest. Malasius infiltrator Biblius, carefully placed in the Optimus organization, had during the evening given him disturbing news. Optimus had been in a long meeting with Longvinius. Well well, so that was the reason for him being late for the inauguration. Why a long meeting? What is he up to now? Is it some sort of a trap? Is it about the new law? A new war? By Mars Pisspot. Where is Germanicus? Germanicus was his firstborn son. He was given his name when Malasius and his wife Messalina had been on a journey to visit the northern barbarians. They had been in Germania, so they were sure it was an omen from the gods. Father and son were quite similar in many ways and he was proud of him. Both were heavily built, tall, hard and resolute when it was needed. As well as an inherited awareness to sense danger, important when you are out on unknown roads. He will become ducks vimanless one day. When I decide to retire, he thought with pride. Malasius asked the gods to protect his son. But now he wanted to give him a scolding for losing bet. It was clear that Biblius did not have close access to Optimus, the spy did not get the information he wanted. But, it's just a matter of time before Biblius has managed to place himself into a better position, he thought. I have to instruct him to try to get closer to Gaius, he is weaker and easier to manipulate. If only I knew what message Ulpius brought or what Optimus and Longvinius spoke about. Then I might have my chance to crush him. Laura Malasius, excuse me. Tarak Navarro's was one of his most trusted traductors, he was big and muscular, with a weather-beaten face that resembled dark oak and a large head crowned with dark curly hair. Yes, what is it Tarak? There are rumors among your men that the Senate will take over the arms trade. Many are worried about their future work, they say that the ban will soon take effect. 
we will be punished very hard if we try to smuggle. Ha, if it's true, the Senate will have major problems with angry citizens, perhaps even a rebellion, and they do not want to spoil the tranquility of the city now when the Emperor soon is back home. Malasius snorted at the idiotic rumor. Some say that Senator Goblus's ambitious plans to stop the law the traders fought so hard to get through. It's nothing new. Maybe not, but one of my men saw Optimus speak with Longvinius during the day yesterday. Before that Longvinius had been in contact with Gobulus. They seemed happy. Coincidence? There are many who do not believe so. It means nothing to Rack, Malasius responded, with a short detached voice. At the same time his head was spinning with thoughts of what a ban would mean if it were carried out. What will happen to our stock of military equipment? Tarak watched his leader carefully, he saw the wrinkles appear in his forehead. Good morning Titus. Both men turned around. Malasia's wife walked up to them. Tarak knew she was a very strong-willed woman and had more power than any other wife he had ever met. She was tall with long dark hair, graceful hands and small feet, but Messalina was not a beautiful woman. Her eyes sat deep and close to the nose, the dark hair had streaks of grey and her skin was wrinkled and yellow. Her mouth was too large and uneven teeth did not improve the appearance. A few steps behind her came Telia which was their only daughter. Thanks you, and good morning to you Telia, Malasius said with a soft voice and felt the heat in his chest when he saw his daughter. What? It's a fine morning. Good morning Tarak. Oh, good morning Mrs. Malasius. Malasius looked at his wife with clear suspicion in his eyes just came up to ask if you want breakfast. She held up her hand in front of her eyes and squinted at the sun that slowly rose over the horizon. Actually, from the corner of her eye, she was looking at Tarak, whose gaze was fixed on Telia. Their daughter had in the last year been growing and her female forms had become obvious. Telia was only fifteen, but he looked older. She had a narrow waist distinctive hips and large breasts. Her dark, curly hair lay in waves down her shoulders. Messalina knew that she brought out desire in men. Many times during recent months when they had been out in the city she had seen how men glanced at her. It is about time that we find a husband before an accident occur. But who? Tarak will anyhow be far from consideration. It would be a disaster. But who? Who's the best? One of the slave girls, a kitchen girl, died during the night. It was her second childbirth. She never stopped bleeding. But the child survived. Bad luck. You can buy a new slave to the kitchen. Father, Telly interrupted with a soft voice. Hey Tarak, she continued. She leaned forward and kissed Malasius on the cheek. The scent of her rose water reached them both. When she passed Tarak she stuck her chest out. The hard nipples became visible through the fabric. 
Messalina grabbed the young girl's arm and pulled her away from the men. She turned to her daughter. We better not disturb them. Let's go down and eat, right? Let me go, Telia protested. The two men watched them as they left the roof. Both were aware of the young girl's forms, but their thoughts were of entirely different natures. Are you sure of what you said earlier about Optimus and Longvinius? Yes, absolutely sure, Tarak said and tore his thoughts from Tellius' body. Maybe we can try to bribe one of Optimus' men. Malasius realized he had a chance to distance himself from Biblius. If Optimus finds out that he works for me, it can end badly. Approach a short man with the name Biblius, get in touch with him, he is possible to persuade. A good idea. I'll do some investigating. Proceed very gently. On the other hand, did you hear the men say anything else? I can still not believe it. Optimus can never agree to let the Senate take over. Why should he? All will lose, even he himself. So, they heard nothing else? Think Tarak. Worried, Tarak looked at his leader. Nothing. Nothing else. It was all that the men told me. Tarak backed unconscious away one step. The anger of Malasius was obvious. Something suspicious is going on. Credo, Credo, believe me, believe me. That pissing rat Optimus is for sure having some sort of sinister plan going on. May he rot in the underworld. Yes, but what? Tarak asked mostly to himself. Malasius' brain was boiling with thoughts. There are huge sums to earn if I can predict Optimus' next move. If he has talked to Magistratum it must have something to do with the arms trade. Ensure that all transport leaders are beginning to load the wagons with our stock of weapons. Every pissing sword, shield and spear. Then you can contact Biblius. Offer him a thousand denarius if he can obtain more information to help me figure out what Optimus is doing. A bright sun had now risen above the horizon and over the rooftops. It warmed them and eased the chilly wind. Optimus will send me your and Biblius heads if you are not careful. By all the gods do not fail and do not be discovered. Do you think Optimus has a man among our own? Tarak asked gently. Malasius eyes gleamed in the morning sun. He rubbed his chin with his crippled hand. Would not surprise me, but I hope for his spy's sake that I may never find out who he is. Hard to imagine, all our men are hand-picked a long time ago. Titus Malasius studied his caravan leader since many years. A shock went through Tarak. I hoped so. We hoped so, for his own well-being, he said again, his voice colder than ice. 